Welcome to the Runners Jam podcast, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. I'm Condi Canuto. And I'm Sandy Canuto. And we're runners who love chatting all things running and triathlon. The Runners Jam is a place where we can share stories, encourage each other, and most of all, continue to build great friendships. So if running's your thing, then the Runners Jam is for you. Well, welcome back to the Runners Jam podcast. Isn't it great to be back again, Sandy? Always good to be here, <laughs> Condi. <laughs> okay, so how was your running this morning? Did we go for a run this morning? We did. We did trials this morning. We did the trials. Yeah. So there are quite a few people out there enjoying yeah. the the light in the morning is nice. Isn't it it's great nice now? to start with the light. Yeah, yeah that we can um, run the trials now without yeah. necessarily having any sort of lights with us. Yep. No one yeah. fell over. No one. I thought... Oh, did someone fall over? We could have had one fall over, but um, I didn't fill in the incident report, did you? No, I didn't see it. <laughs> so we're good. So we're good, yeah. So it's what a great morning it was, though. We had a fair few people um, run the trails with us. It's yeah. getting bigger and bigger every time um, we're having the trails. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. That's all right, yeah. Okay, so, babe, who we got on this morning? This morning. On well, this episode, sorry. <laughs> who we got on in this episode? This episode. This episode, we've got Matt and Jody joining us. So these guys are regulars with the Runners Jam. How long have you been running with our community of runners? Uh, it must be about three years now, I think. Three years. So the male voice is Matt. Hi. Oh, yep. <laughs> yes, yes, it's great to have Matt with us. Welcome, Matt. Matt. And Jody here. And Welcome, I'm Jody. Jody. And I joined down at Runners Jam last year during the lockdown. Um, I work. Very far away on the other side of the city. That's yeah. right, and too. when we were working from home, it was a bit more convenient to come and join this group and such a good group of people I've stayed. Because for you guys, home is actually not exactly at Rochdale South where we meet, is it? Yeah, um, we're in Morningside, so we're about a 20-minute drive away from yeah, about Rochdale 20, South. About yep. 20 kilometres, but at 4 o'clock in the morning, it's not... Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> easy at 4 o'clock in the morning yeah, when we get up. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I work down this sort of way, so it's easy for me to get the to drive down here, do the workout, and then go and have a shower at work. So just so that people know how hardcore you guys are, what time do you get up in the morning for training on Tuesday? Yeah, 4 we get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Even the dog looks at us like, no, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> she could yeah. be right, but yeah. we're glad you came. <laughs> yeah. We have to leave home by 4.30 to be down here at 5.15 for the yeah. Group start. Yeah. It's very precise timing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yep. And then afterwards I drive back to the city, so I then drive 20 k's back to work. Okay. So it then takes me 40 minutes in peak oh, hour traffic to get back to the city after Jody's. training. Everything for running, right? <laughs> yeah, That's such dedication. <laughs> and running friends. That's exactly. why we only come on a Tuesday. We don't come on Thursday for trails because yeah. it's too far. <laughs> that is. That is. <laughs> exactly. And, and and Matt, you, you'll ride to work, won't you, at points? At times. Uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. I do. So that, yeah, a bit of cross training with there. So I'll pick yeah. up my, I pick up the bike and Jody will drop me off at work and I'll ride home, which is about, a, it's only 25k ride home. Yeah. So it's pretty good on a Tuesday. Yeah. This time of year especially, it's just beautiful to ride home. Yeah. It is. So, Matt, tell us a little bit about your running journey. How did you get into this fantastic sport that we call running? I'm a late starter, as most people seem to be in our sort of group. Um, we don't have a lot of natural runners, which is quite a nice thing too. <laughs> Never very a sporty kid. Um, growing up in Wagga, you had to play sport. That was the only thing to do on the weekend. So, played a bit of cricket and a bit of soccer and pretty handy tennis player. I used to play with a mate of mine, Nathan. Um, we were third grade division champions for many years. <laughs> so, haven't played tennis in a long time, but, you know, kept fitness through kids there um, when we were kids. So, 
growing up, a little bit of sport, but not really sporty. Never really good at much sport. Um, didn't do much running or anything like that. Getting a little bit older, I started to, you know, put on a few kilos and decided, you know, running might be something I needed to get into. Started doing a little bit of running in Wagga before um, we moved up here to Brisbane in 20, 2012? 2012. Yeah. 2012, I could run maybe 5Ks, you know. I wasn't particularly fast or anything like that, but, you know, pretty happy with I could run 5Ks and that was all I needed. Um, happened to read an article in the ABC paper one day that said this new thing called Park Run was starting up um, over a new farm. Um, and Gareth, the guy that was running Park Run, was telling everybody should come along. It's all, um, all ages, all events, all um, abilities. Uh, give it a try. So we thought we'd go across um, and found out it was a really welcoming community over there at New Farm. Really enjoyed it. Um, started going, you know, just once a month and then gradually getting into it more and more. When South Bank started up, um, we went across there for their first event and really enjoyed the South Bank course. It was a little bit closer to home for us. Um, so we got into um, doing park run a bit more there and met a few people there and they said, oh, you should try and do you know, 10K. And we did city to surf once and it was a 14K. And then um, Jody's mum came to visit us one weekend. Uh, this was in 2012 and I was at going out for a run. Um, was only planning to go for about 10K but got lost in the suburbs around where we lived and ended up doing 16K and went, you know wow. what? That's not too far from a half marathon. So yeah. signed up for my first half marathon in, um, in 2013. I think I did that and absolutely busted myself. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but then really got the bug for it after that. And um, yeah, the journey sort of became a, a hobby and then it became a passion. And then, you know, it's, now it's a, a thing we must do rather than something, you know, if I stop running, um, it's because I'm injured. <laughs> you know, it's usually a three or four times a week you're out for a run or a bike ride or doing something. So, yeah. So when you started just... Um, with the park run and building up to the 10K, like how many times a week were you running at that point? Usually only once or twice. Okay. Yeah. yeah usually park run and maybe one other time a week. Yeah. Really, um, I'm, I work in IT, so technology is really a good way to get me involved in something. And when um, the apps started coming out, I think RunKeeper was the first app that I really got involved with. And it was tracking your runs with your mobile phone and teaching you, telling you how fast you were going and how fast your friends were going. And it became a bit of a competitive thing where, you know, one of my mates had done a 5K, so I'd have to do a 6K. Um, <laughs> that still goes on now. Doesn't <laughs> I remember this in your marathon training. There's a, there's a nickname in our running group, Matt, one more K, because he always has to do one more yeah. K than my running. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy that. But it was a mate of mine, Pete, that I grew up with that, that taught me um, – we got very competitive there and we used to teach it, tell each other stories about how fast we were running and how many people we passed and, um, you know, passing somebody up a hill and they get past them. And it was became a, a real um, bonding moment. Even though we weren't living in the same town or running together, we could all track each other through the apps and that's how we sort of became our own little running community. Yeah. Most of those guys don't run anymore and I, I sort of stuck with it, which is nice. But um, that sort of, you know, the technology part was really how I became um, – from somebody who just ran to somebody who really enjoyed running. Yeah. So it dragged you in and made you a regular runner. Absolutely. All those stats, Matt, isn't it? All the I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a great way for me to track my personal progress. Um, I'm never going to be an Olympic runner, so I'm always competing against myself yeah. and people that I know are about my ability. So having that Strava and RunKeeper and things like that is just so much better for me. Yeah, I love it. Really enjoy doing that. Okay. So you did the first half. And then where, what happened? It becomes more regular? Did you join in with other people? No. So at the 
the groups that I joined were all people that were doing park run at South Bank. Became a lot more regular doing park run and just tr- decided park run was my thing. I didn't enjoy the half. Okay. Did not have a good time doing the half. Yeah. It was a, um, the one out at the airport. I think they called it the Brisbane Airport Marathon at the time. And it was a rainy, sleety, horrible day. I came back with my feet absolutely destroyed. I didn't know anything about what gear to wear or socks to wear or nutrition to take or anything like that. Um, I remember at one point there was a, a girl I was running with and she was really heavy-footed, just really striking the ground, very difficult. And I thought, there's no way you're doing 21 Ks. And I left her in the dust. And at the end, she came plodding past me. <laughs> and I just absolutely dead on my feet. So I, it took me a lot of time to get back and do another half marathon. Um, and that was off the back of uh, speaking to you, Sandy, actually. You convinced me to, um, when Jody was doing some training uh, with another group, um, Sandy said, you know what, you can do these things and got more involved and did more halves and then... <laughs> Unfortunately, decided to go for marathons and (laughs) it's a cascading event once you start getting into it. It is, and we're looking forward to hearing more about the marathon story. As well. Tonight, yeah, yeah, because the one you've recently done, there's a big saga to Mm. that. But um, perhaps let's hear about Jodie's running journey first. I was never interested in running. I was... I remember in primary school we had to run a kilometre around the block and I hated it, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't go to sport, try to get out of sport today. Not a runner at all. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, years ago in Walker there was a 10K event. Used to um, run from the lake to town. And I remember walking it with my cousin and we got to the end of it and we were broken. We had blisters. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a walk. And then, then it was years and years later, Matt did the run again and there was a lake in Walker that was – five and a half kilometres, and you were doing the occasional run and I decided, someone told me about couch to 5Ks and mm. I thought, I want to be able to run around the lake. I walked the dog around the lake, I want to be able to run around it. So I did couch to 5Ks and got around the lake and then I injured myself and then I ended up doing couch to 5Ks I think about three times. Yeah. And then we, that was just before we moved to Brisbane, so a little bit later than Matt to get yeah. into it. And then when we moved to Brisbane, I injured myself at the gym I had a couple of years off. I used to actually ride to park run and sit there and watch that run. Oh. <laughs> My own personal cheer squad. Yeah, <laughs> we all need one. Um, and I had done the occasional park run. I did park run when I first got up here, then injured and park run on and off. And Matt was heading down to Sydney for the city to surf for the second time you were going to do the city to surf. And I said, well, I'm coming for the weekend because we've got friends down there. He said, you're not coming unless you're running. Ooh. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I can't run 14 kilometres. And I had about seven or eight weeks to train from park run to 14 kilometres. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I didn't walk at all in the... In the wow, that's well done, the, well done. And then it's just... heartbreak hill in there. Hasn't mm. stopped since then. I just got a, got a bit addicted to events and then I did Bridge to Brisbane and, yeah, eventually rolled into half marathons and... Yeah. Yeah, marathons. So from the kid who walked or <laughs> didn't want to do the 1K <laughs> at school... To now we can't stop you. Yeah. Exactly. I ran, I, uh, like we were saying before, we don't come to Thursday training because it's too far yeah. to drive down here. I ran to work this morning because it's um, eight kilometres. I'm quicker running than giving the train and walking as a community. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to use the water at work too to share. Yeah, you so. use the share at work. Yeah. <laughs> so were you running before you met Matt? No. 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 <laughs> Definitely not. You dragged her along kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Kind of it was de- and the running didn't start until years later after we'd met and got married. So neither of us were running when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah. The late starters with yeah. the running like, really didn't start running until 
mid-30s. Yeah, it's that middle-age spread. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, that's you the best lose, time, isn't it? You lose all the, uh, the fitness and health that you had as a child, as, as growing up, and you start to you know, eat and drink a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. and suddenly you start to put on a lot of weight and you think, oh, I need to do some exercise. And all of a sudden the exercise is a requirement <laughs> to keep the body that you've earned. <laughs> but fortunately then you fall in love with it yes. and you yes. can't imagine life without it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good. Now, Parkrun featured in both of your stories there and um, just to let the listeners go, no, you guys are the Parkrun event Adventure. directors yeah. for Southbank Parkrun, yes. which right. is the biggest Parkrun in Australia. That's correct. So it was an important part of the start of your journey with running and is obviously a massive part of your lives now. Yes. We will touch on that in another podcast because so, <laughs> there's going to be some great stories That's another stories great in there. story there But, as yeah, well. that's why these guys are the power couple. That's um, right. They are the power they couple. Are, they are I'm leading Australia's sure biggest power couple. I'm not sure who dubbed well, us Condi that. Well, told me you'd been dubbed that. Yeah. I, I don't know where that. I hadn't heard it until tonight in the introduction. <laughs> I suspect it was Farah. I suspect too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw it on one of the posts Sounds Facebook. really good though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, we'll go with it. You take it. You take I'm it. sure the poll was taken and we were dubbed number <laughs> one. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Yep. I'm sure. Yeah. So, Matt, um, your running journey again. So, you, you've done your first half, you said. Uh, how did you go with that? Uh, so, look, I was, I was happy with the time. I wanted to do sub two hours for my first mm-hmm. one and it was a one hour 51. Wow. That's yeah. great. So, I was pretty happy with that. That's my slowest half marathon since, yeah. which is a great stat to have, I guess, you yeah. know. Some people do their first and that's the fastest and they get slower and slower. I've yeah. managed to meet, get faster and faster, which yeah. is a nice thing to have. Mm. I mean, you must have been, you know, excited at that point when you think, oh, man, I can run this at 151, you know, and that's sort of with training at that point? Yeah, yeah you I, I definitely trained for it. I don't yeah. remember how much training I did for it, but it definitely wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> and each time you do a half marathon or a marathon, I think you get smarter and you, you learn a little bit more about what your body's capable of and yeah. how far you can push yourself. Yeah. Um, and what you need to do to get the results that you need. So whether it be, you know, stop drinking alcohol or whether it's eat better <laughs> or do more kilometres or whatever you need to get those, um, to get the results that you want. You know, yeah, yeah. The sacrifices you have to make. I'm not good at sacrifices. No, um, we love J- our Jody's food. Jody's much better at it than I am. Yeah, I love my food. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You tear away my chocolate when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you on that one. And it's that balance, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, get better times. Mm. But I also really do love having that chocolate and, and I'm living every day um, yeah. and, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just what am I prepared to give up for um, that time? People have asked me and my friends have asked me, what do you need to do to get better? And I need to get a nutritionist and eat better is my number one thing. Yeah. But I'm at a point where I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy with my diet. Well, very Jody, happy with Jody my time. makes really good brownies. Exactly. It's hard with yeah. Jody. You, you take a job away from her, you can't do that. Yeah. I do that. And Jay, what about your experience with your first um, half marathon? Um, my first half marathon was down on the Gold Coast. You were running that year too. Was that your second one maybe or did we do the first one together? I can't remember. Um, no, oh. I've probably done a couple before you, I think. Yeah. It might have been, I don't know if it was your first Gold Coast one or not. Anyway, um, I, I think I did about two hours 15 or two hours 20 at the great. time. I was pretty happy with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Had done a, I did a couple of half marathons before I decided to join a running group, and that's when my running really improved. Yeah, and yeah. that's when I then committed to doing a marathon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think I've done about six or seven half marathons. I haven't counted them actually. Wow, yet. that's pretty good. Yeah, man, that's more than me. I've done two, two, <laughs> two this year. On my, on that's my right. You have. You've done. You've done two exactly. So, I suppose let's bring it back to this year, and we talked about the notion of. Um, 
This year, COVID, yes. uh, a number of events were actually uh, cancelled, especially when it comes to the Gold Coast. I think both of you were looking at the Gold Coast as your sort of A mm-hmm. race, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So, so what happened there? Think, t- talk us through that thought process when things started to sort of go sour. Because it was, it was cancelled quite quickly, wasn't it? Yeah. The Gold Coast was, yeah. yeah. So uh, we had already both done a half marathon before that. So we started the – That was in – We did – well, I'd done Canberra? two before the yeah. Gold Coast, yeah. yeah. So the start of the year was Canberra. So we both did the Canberra Half Marathon. Which was windy and cold. Yeah, windy and cold. We went yeah. down to support a, a friend of ours, Megan, who was doing the, the marathon down there. And, we, and my brother lives in Canberra. Um, so we went down and thought, great opportunity. We can, we can, it, we can go to Canberra. We, we can visit family. We can get a no half marathon done. We hadn't done an event for us so long. We just yeah. wanted to get out there and feel that atmosphere. Unfortunately, the day wasn't great. Um, cold and windy like you said the course is not the most spectacular course it's yeah, a it bit up unusual. and down yes. and around the parliament house it's nice to look at but yeah very um undulating and uh, not a great fast course i guess you'd call yeah. it um but yeah canberra was really nice we got the event done and both did fairly well there i think it was my second fastest ever half marathon that's great um, so that was weather in the course yeah that was, that was, was early april sorry um it was weird it was the winds were up to 40 kilometers an hour for that one and I remember coming across um, the bridge crossing Lake Burley Griffin at 16K mark and I was so hot, I was sweating, but I was shivering because of the 40K wow. winds I've never felt. <laughs> um, so that was our first one. That actual, that actual event went off okay. Like there was no um, COVID cancellations. We were able to travel. Everything was looking good at April. So it was a good start to the year. Yeah, and we right. came back from that event and went, okay, okay, let's do the plan. What do we need to do here? We're going to do... Um, Gold Coast half, and then if we're feeling okay, if the bodies are up for it, we'll do the Sunshine in August. Okay, so Sunshine for, Marathon, I should so say. So for people who don't know, the Gold Coast Festival hop- happens at the beginning of June. July. Festival July. July. Yep. Beginning of July, yes, Brisbane's June. Yep, and then about six weeks later. Yeah, it was the Sunshine Coast. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So in the lead up to Gold Coast, for me, that was my A race. That was what I was planning. That was the half? That was the half. So I had made that my main goal for the year. I wanted to get the two hours. <laughs> so we tried a virtual last year to get the two hours and just missed it. And the year before, when the Gold Coast was on, I missed the two hours by 30 seconds <laughs> in the Close. rain that day. Mm-hmm. So I was, Gold Coast was my A race. I was pretty determined. I had been really good eating and no alcohol. And for about a month in the lead up to it, I was really informed for that one. Um, it got cancelled on the Tuesday when we were supposed to run on the Saturday. So that was the first uh, yeah, COVID cancellation. Talk us through that year. feeling. It's pretty disheartening when you, you know, you, you set out as the goal for the year to, to hit that race and hit it hard and you you make the sacrifices and the, um, make sure your body's in the right place to be ready for that day. Um, you know, we're not professionals, we're very amateur, but so our, our life started to change around that date um, for that A race, as you call it. And when you get there a week before and you're ready and they take it away from you, it's, it's very disheartening. Mm. Um, straight away you, you start to think, what can I do next? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm ready to go. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to take – well, we took two steps back and reassessed what we needed to do. We still had the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. So we took all the training that we'd already done and just started to roll it back into the Sunshine Coast training, increase the distances and started moving towards that next goal. Because I'm thinking you're also tapering. So you yep. guys had done a two-week taper mm-hmm. or you were one and a half weeks yep. into yeah. your taper. 
And as everybody who has tapered for a marathon or a half marathon knows, you go a little bit crazy in mm. that time. So then to get the news that it's over, you've got to refocus. You've got to either one, decide to do the virtual event. Do you want to do that? I had two events cancelled last year that I went to virtual and I just thought, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Can't do another virtual. Yeah. Just. I think oh. we, we both thrive on the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have your friends and your family around, that people to um, bring you up a little bit for those events. And Gold Coast is such a good event for that. The, the crowd at the Gold it's Coast huge. is one of the best. Um, everybody cheers you on. There's the bands playing and everybody has a really good time at the Gold Coast. The atmosphere, even just in the restaurants and things, you look around and you always see the runners getting ready to, you know, eating the right foods the day before and having a drink the night after. It's always such a cool way to do it. And to have that whole event taken away from you is really quite difficult mentally. And I think because we had had Canberra, so before Canberra had been 18 months with no events from COVID for 2020, so then because we had had that Canberra experience, we were like, well, we've just done an event, so we don't want to do a virtual now. Yeah, you had the taste again. <laughs> um, yeah. And I had done Warwick Half in there as well. I just yeah. put that in as a sneaky half in May That's as a right. training run. <laughs> I registered a couple of days beforehand and drove out there. Um, but, yeah, so we were just like, no, we don't want to do the virtual. We did that last year. Last year we actually kept our accommodation, so we supported them, went down and did the virtual on the course, and we just were, let's, um, let's roll it over. But we had both in the lead-up to Gold Coast already done decent runs. Mm -hmm. I'd already done a 30K run at that stage because it was only supposed to be six weeks between the two events. Mm -hmm. So six weeks is not enough time with another taper in there to get all your long runs done mm. for the marathon. So we were all well and truly on our way to marathon training before the Gold Coast half. But, yeah, that feeling of it just being taken away, we, um, I think, I can't, were we at work or were we home when it was announced? We must have been in lockdown. Yeah, I think we were yeah. both at home. We were both working yeah. from home because it was a three-day lockdown and when they cancelled it, everyone was online saying, oh, but we come out of lockdown on Thursday, so, you know, mm -hmm. why are you cancelled this now? And then I remember having that feeling that hope lockdowns can't, um, sorry, hope lockdown is continued because that way if we're still in lockdown when the event's not on, it's actually worth, like, them having cancelled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we actually came out of lockdown at 6pm on the Saturday night, which was event day, so we were in lockdown yeah. for the actual events. So. But, yeah, it was just sort of. Yeah, I think one of us walked upstairs with a nice expensive bottle of Shiraz we had and said, well, we're having this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All that good work, blown. <laughs> um, but the weekend that was supposed to be marathon, uh, sorry, half marathon weekend on the um, Gold Coast, we, yeah, like Matt said, we had had tapered the two weekends before, so we were just like, well, straight back into long runs. But we were only allowed to go within five kilometres of our house, I think. So we did a neighbourhood run. We both did 25 kilometres. <laughs> I was around the back streets of um, Balimba and Hawthorne along the river just going up and down the flat bits. And um, I think I went round our little park, which is about a kilometre long, but I just went round and round and round a bit stir-crazy there. Yeah. I ended up not, not my smartest <laughs> Yeah, I ended up, I, I had, I think, about two k's to go when I got to the park and I got to the park and I'm like, what are you still doing here lapping it? You're faster than me. You should be finished. <laughs> <laughs> he'd done the whole lot there <laughs> he'd done the whole lot going around around the park and I think he'd had a few breaks because it was a bit stir crazy <laughs> why did you not go off on another street well huh? you know I thought it would be easier just to stay in the one spot because there's water there and there's a toilet there I thought just keep going around and around and around I know this it's sensible a, it's sensible. a kilometre I know I've got to do 25 laps I thought that'd be easy but 
After about 15, I realised <laughs> I'm not enjoying this at all. So I did take a couple of long breaks and just stood and watched people do the laps themselves and mentally reset and go again. So, yeah, not the smartest moment, I must say. Okay. Yeah. And I found a few streets down the back of Bulimba near the Coneslie Reserve that I'd never run on before and was down at the boat ramp and, yeah, all by myself. There was no one else out and about because we were really long. Everyone's in lockdown. They're just looking out the lounge room windows going, yeah. what's that woman doing going up yeah. and down the street? Yeah. So Gold Coast was cancelled. Mm -hmm. yep. So the thinking then was to shift that A race yep. um, to the Sunshine, Sunshine Coast. Coast. Yes. Yeah. Six weeks later in August, um, as Joe said, we're already doing longer runs. Um so we just kept going with those long runs, started building up the distance. Um, I got my longest run, which was 37, I think, um, leading up to Sunshine. I was really happy. This was my second marathon and Jody's second as well. Um, the first time we've actually done a marathon together, which was a huge difference. Yeah, that, um, for any couples who want to run a marathon, do it in the same year. Yeah, I'd done my first marathon when I turned 40 in 2016 and Jody did hers in 2018. 18. Yep, when you turned 40 as well. Um, so... For us, getting up at four o'clock to go and do long runs on Sundays, the other one was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're getting up to go for another run. Yes. But doing it together, we were both getting up at four o'clock to do the runs and we might be doing separate runs or doing longer runs or different runs, but we were both getting up at the same well, time. Well, you always both. did one kilometre more. Of course. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His plan pretty much did. I think my longest run was 35. You just said yours was 37. Yeah. And so it was good. We were eating the same things, you know, if we, we um, yeah. weren't going out at night. Um, if we were running the next morning, we are doing the same program. Yeah, I was, so. I was um, you know, prepping food the night before that we both wanted to eat for the runs, you know, yeah. the nutrition. Um, we made so many trips to different running stores to buy gels, et cetera. So uh -huh. we would always be doing that together. But you always had the same, yeah, the same goal. You same goal. Saying, and yeah, so, we yeah. were, so when the alarm was going off at um, 4.30 on a Sunday morning to get up for the long runs, it was for both of us. It wasn't one of us trying to sneak out of the house and not wake the other one up. Yeah. Well, that's really nice, isn't it, that you can share that same experience yeah. together. So what was the sort of typical training week for you then? Um, so probably four runs a week. Um, so park run, I would usually try and do um, Saturday morning quite hard. Yeah. I like a nice fast park run. I get a bit lazy sometimes and don't do it super hard, but um, my park run times are around that 21, 22 sort of minute, so I'm pretty happy if I can get sort of that. Sunday, long run day. So we'd always go at a long run on Sunday. Um, there are a few Saturdays thrown in there too, but usually Sundays. Occasionally we would um, do the long run on a Saturday incorporating park runs so we yeah. could have a sleep in. Yeah. Because <laughs> about every yeah, month or so you need to do yeah. Just a mentally yeah. reset as well because sometimes you're just so tired. Yeah. Um, Tuesday we'd usually come down and do speed sessions down at Underwood um, with the Runners GM crew, which is really quite good. You sort of did a debrief of your long runs, so how mm -hmm. you're feeling, how yeah, your legs, yeah. you know, because um, – a lot of those long runs we would share with um, the members of the group. Yep. Um, people would come along and um, not always do the same distance mm. as us, but pop in for 10Ks or pop in for 20Ks and, and really just help you get through that, that running, which was amazing. Um, and then Thursday for me would be uh, just a recovery run. I try and do like 8 to 10Ks on that Thursday. So four times a week yeah. Yeah, we're hitting through. And I was pretty much the same um, park run, long run Sunday. All my long runs right up until the Sunshine Coast Marathon, the first date for the marathon, mm -hmm. uh, were with another uh, Runners Jam me member, Carolyn. She was doing the same run with me. So we did all our training together and we actually ran our last marathon together three years ago. That's how we met, was training wow, for our first marathon. And that run we ran together for the first 32 kilometres and then sort of went our own way for the last bit. So the plan was to run again together and we trained together. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, Tuesday speed session 
Um, Thursday, I used to walk to work, mm-hmm. which was about a 5K walk, and then I'd run home the long way, which was about 8Ks. Mm-hmm. So that was my Thursday run. I'd put it in with my commute to try and um, yeah. make my week a bit more Multitasking. Yeah, exactly. Multitasking. Yeah. And I um, had a run all the way along the river home from work, so it's beautiful in along the back of New Farm yeah. along the river, so it's such a nice spot yeah, to run anyway. such a lovely area along the Brisbane River yes. to run, is Yeah, it? we're very lucky to have yeah, that in the back end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and flat. And, Matt, you obviously had running buddies too that you were sort of running with on your long runs as yeah, well. Yeah, I, um, I wasn't as lucky as, as Jodie to have a partner that ran the whole um, distance with her pretty much every week, um, but I had people checking in all the time, Craig and Alan and Chris, um, you know, Steve and people would come along and just yeah. do bits and pieces. And it was amazing how many people you would run into along yeah, the way exactly. as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, you'd run into people just doing out their 10K or you guys out doing your yeah, 10K exactly. or Brett and Fee or, you know, yeah. there's always somebody out running around, which is just a cool thing to do. It is always nice just to see someone while you're out on the yeah. run, even if yeah. it's just a hello in a way. Yeah, definitely. Eat hot chocolate afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We always do our long runs, well, normally, probably 90% of the time, in along the Brisbane River. Mm. Um, I think we know where all the bubblers are and all the toilets yes, are. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know where the toilets and the drinks and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff, yeah, it does make We it know where easier. the free parking is on a Sunday yeah. so that we can um, all drive into the city and yeah. meet in there. So, yeah. yeah. Very important. Yeah. Very it's all important. very familiar. Okay, so you're doing this build-up. Yep. Okay, um, for Sunny Coast Marathon. Sunny, Coast. Sunny, Coast, Sunny Coast, Coast for August. Sunny yep. Coast Marathon was supposed to be on the 15th of August. That's right. And what happened there? So we're getting on the way there. We're getting a lot of distance in the legs. Um, my body's starting to say, hang on a second, what's going on here? This is a lot of running for you. Um, injuries start to come in. I'm starting to see my physio a little bit more often. Um, but we're getting closer and uh, had some of our best runs leading up to that date, so we started mm. to feel getting a little bit comfortable. Actually, I remember um, a long run we did on Saturday. I ran from home into Park Run, which is about a 10K run, nice and easy. I got about 8Ks in and I collapsed. I just couldn't run anymore. And I hobbled my way to Park Run and Jodie said I had tears in my eyes because I thought oh. my marathon was over. Yeah. <laughs> so I stopped running for three days, went and saw my physio oh, and he said, Matthew. can't find anything wrong, just everything's a cramp, okay. Just, just a cramp and cramp. Oh, that's okay. Ooh. Got back on my legs that's and went, oh, this is okay, I can still run. Oh. Yeah. But it was like such a... Devastating thing to be running since the start of the year, training, training, training. You get to the marathon and be, I don't know, it must have been three or four weeks before, um, before we were due to have the marathon. And just, just to have that yeah. taken away from you was like, oh no, what have I done? Because <laughs> you work so hard. Yeah, yeah you, you do. So you, you give up yeah. so much and you run so hard. It's and, a, yeah, the, and multiple people have say to you when you train for a marathon, getting to the start line is yeah. what it's about. It's not yeah. you know, you've got to get through all the runs without getting injured and, and that's almost the biggest achievement is getting to the start line. Really you, once is. you get to the start line, you've got a pretty good chance of finishing. Exactly. Well, then you've only got four or five hours to go. You know? <laughs> yeah. so you, like you've already Sunday done run. the months and yeah. months of it. <laughs> yeah. So we're leading up to that, I guess, um, and we got to taper again yep. um, and feeling pretty good about ourselves. Yep. We were ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think we were both um, pretty good. We'd stopped drinking alcohol. We'd been eating really, really well. Um, the chocolate was cutting back. We hadn't cut that out. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but we were having conversations. Be careful. It yeah. was yeah. the biggest argument about <laughs> the power couple were having at the time was how much chocolate we were allowed to eat. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jody wanted to go cold turkey and I said, there's no way no. I can go cold turkey. <laughs> cut it back. Exactly. <laughs> I said, I'll do better. That's what I said. Yeah. I <laughs> That's um, good. So I think we got to a week or 10 days out. Yeah, so we... <sighs> Must have gone back into a snap lockdown end of July, early August. So the event was supposed to be on the 15th and I actually looked up the email last night and checked 
and the race was postponed on the 5th of August. Mm. So 10 days out, we were well and truly into taper. We were working from home, so we were definitely in a, one of those snap lockdowns where you weren't allowed to go in the office because you were at home as well. And for some reason, we, I remember we walked down to the newsagent. It's about 500 metres from our house after work. And I went into the newsagent to get something and I came out and Matt just showed me his phone and we're standing there. He's standing there with the dog and he was just like, look at this. And, I, and we're just like, what? It's, it's postponed, it's cancelled. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't swear very often. <laughs> But I was swearing. <laughs> um, so straight away I um, texted Caroline and, J- and Jackie who I were running with and I'm like, yeah. check your emails. Um, by the time we got 500 metres back home as we are walking because um, the email said you can change it to a virtual or postpone to October. I think by the time we got home we had both decided October. Yep. We, that only took us that 500 metre walk. That's that's a pretty quick decision <laughs> because, um, you know, August is our winter. Yes. Yep. So it's – Nice and cold. I mean, that's the right at the end of yeah. winter. So yeah, for a lot of people, it is yeah. starting to warm up. But then to go to October, yeah. what, six or eight weeks later? It was eight weeks later. Eight yeah. weeks yeah. later. So that's a lot. Okay. Like you're, you've got warm weather. We'll talk about the day that was just absolutely <laughs> horrific later. But you've got heaps of more mm. warm weather. You've got another eight weeks yeah. of training. Yeah. So I think – I think we did go backwards and forwards there. that night. We undernight a bit about it, but we were both pretty confident. And, yeah, it was a couple, couple of days later you had to let them know whether you're mm. cancelling or not. And we went, no, we're doing it. Um, and I think we both decided that if we were going to run the event, we wanted to run the marathon and get a medal at the end <laughs> and run down the finishing shoot. We were like, I don't think we could do the virtual full yeah. marathon after having done two half marathons last year virtually. We were just like, that right, let's. We've trained for a marathon. We wanted if if there's a chance of the event, mm. we want to do it. I think I would have been more disappointed, and this was one of the reasonings I used myself. I would have been more disappointed if I had done a virtual and stopped training, and then the event actually went ahead. Mm. Mm. I said, if the event doesn't go ahead in eight weeks' time, then we can consider a virtual yeah. or because that was a risk. That, that was, was a risk. risk. Yeah. That was a risk. It could have been cancelled again. Um, so. I was like, well, if there's a chance of it going ahead, I want to do that rather than giving up that chance of it happening. So that was my sort of. <laughs> that was your reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that makes sense, doesn't it? Okay, so. Another glass of wine. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a big, that was a big chocolate. I think we, I think we went through two old gold um, <laughs> chocolates <laughs> and two really nice bottles of wine that night, just drowning our sorrows. We were in taper, so. We yeah. hadn't planned any long runs no. and we just decided, okay, well, we've got nothing else now. Um, like Joe said, we wanted to do the event. So rescheduled our plans pretty quickly uh, in terms I, of running. Yeah, I, I had to – I cancelled our accommodation and had to rebook accommodation and it was only a couple of days later and it was really hard to get accommodation for the new dates because I was already thinking October, it's a, near the long weekend. It's, you know, like um, – so we straight away went into what have we got to do. So the training – did that change or did you have to modify anything in sort of the build up to that? So the, the method we went with, we've been um, increasing 10% for the long runs each sure. week. Uh, our you know, park runs and Tuesdays and Thursdays stay pretty consistent. So, yeah. Yeah. But that long run, we took it back. Um, we went backwards from the event date and worked backwards. So I think um, I went back to a 25K long run, um, something like that, and then worked my way back up the ladder again, uh, back up to that 36 um, for a couple of weeks. Uh, so that was a tough way to go too. You've been used to running that 
mid-30s mm. and then back to 26, which is such an odd sort of Not amount yet. of Ks yeah. to run. You know, as a runner, you're used to running 10 or 20, but yeah. 26 is sort of just at the limit of getting difficult. Yeah. Because your body at that point was already conditioned, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. These longer ready distance. to go. Yeah, yeah. ready yep. to go. Absolutely yeah. ready to go. I felt pretty good. I mean, I had some niggles, but I felt pretty good and I could feel my body starting to say, you're getting tired, yeah. your form's not as great as it used to be, things are not going great. Mm. But, uh, yeah, speaking to my physio, I just had to hang in there for that, mm -hmm. that eight weeks. So yeah. take it as easy as possible to get the distance I needed to make it work. Mm. And Because yeah, hanging on for another eight weeks doing long distance. Yeah. Running is... It's a big ask yes, for is. a body, isn't it? And it didn't work out as well as I hoped. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out for that. But, um, I was a little bit different because, um, as I said earlier, I was training with um, Carolyn and she decided to do the virtual. She um, said the best decision for her wasn't not to do another eight weeks, but she had done a longer event earlier in the year, so had already been training um, longer distances than I had just before we got into this race so um that was completely understandable but she went out and smashed the virtual and she did. did a really good pb um and i ran 30 kilometers of that with her on what was supposed to be the race day um at a faster pace than i was planning on doing my marathon at. <laughs> and that, i was a bit sore after that um so i think i was probably in pretty good form if that had been actual race day to get my goal um i think i would have been able to do it because i put in a really hard run that morning and supported her and lots of our running um, jam buddies came out because there were some other people doing the virtual yeah. that day too and so she had a lot of support out there to run her marathon so that was good. Um, then I've got a really good physio who's a marathon runner as well and she looked at my plan um, and I actually she helped me come up with what to do for those eight weeks and um, what she got me to do she said I wouldn't recommend for someone doing their first marathon and I wouldn't probably recommend if I didn't have such a good base, but I'd been doing long runs for most of the year with, if you call it Canberra, sort of the start of the training. We started in January really for that one. Mm. Um, so I, after I did the virtual with Carolyn, which was the 30 kilometres, I pretty much took three weeks off, which when I say take it off, mm -hmm. we just do a half marathon each weekend. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rest when you're... It's relative. It's relative. Yeah, it's when relative. Yeah, the distances we've been doing, I did um, three weeks of easy sort of 20 to 22 kilometres. Yeah. Um, did your mind need that as much I as think your body did, needed yeah. that? Um, and then, and this was the part the physio said she would not normally recommend because you normally go up 10%. So she had me all through the training, I was going up sort of two kilometres mm -hmm. and then every third week or so I was cutting back. So, you know, I do 28, 30, 32, and then you cut back to 21, 22 mm. to give yourself a rest. Okay. And then you'd pick it up at 32, mm. 35. You know, so you would go up yep, yep. a little bit at a time. Um, so after I had those sort of three easy weeks, I went out and did a 30, 35, and 32. Wow. So, um, yeah, so I did the 35 three weeks before race day. So you still had a three-week taper, but then I cut, still did one more long run but was coming back down on the other side. So was ready for October. And your body held up well? I've had a little bit of a tendon issue, um, but I've managed that with the physio and it's feeling pretty good now. I just can't really run hills. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And your body was niggly yeah, with the, all that training. That's right. The niggles started to hurt. And when the niggles start to hurt, you know things are not great. Yeah. Um, 
So I'd be running the longer runs, you know, with some people that I knew and you'd meet up um, some people like Jasmine who runs mm-hmm. a lot faster than me for the long runs and she'd drag me along at a pace that mm-hmm. was maybe a little bit faster than I should have been going, yeah. um, which was good fun always. But you'd sort of, the Mondays tend to turn into I'm a lot sore than I should be and the recoveries were taking longer than they should have. So Tuesday runs weren't as quite as hard as they could have been and that would lead into Wednesdays and Thursday recovery runs tended to slow down. And that mentally sort of played in my mind a little bit too because playing a lot with the stats and looking at my 2016 marathon and comparing times, I didn't think I was in the same sort of fitness level. Even though I'd, I knew I'd done all the work, I just mentally wasn't ready to admit that I was as getting older, I guess. <laughs> Five years is a long time in a runner's mind. Just Mentally, you still think I'm capable of running yeah. the same thing I did five years ago. Yeah. So um, it was getting difficult to mentally drag yourself into those longer runs. And so having extra people there to help. I think I met you guys once when I'd done 30Ks yeah. and you, you nearly stopped me from running because yeah, I, yeah, I looked like that. Day. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. I had another yeah. six to go um, that after that. That was a worrying day, yeah. that one. That was my longest run in the second session. But mentally I had to get to that 36Ks to tick that off to say, okay, you're, yeah. you're close to 42 now. Um, yeah. yeah, as you saw, um, pushing my body further than it probably was yeah. ready to go at that point. Yeah. So the hamstring started to go and the hamstring led into calf problems and the calf problems led into foot problems. Oh. And it just sort of started getting rolling on it more and more and more. Um, as we got closer and closer to the event, though, we realised that um, the weather was sort of holding up a little bit and it wasn't getting as hot as we thought it might. Um, so we, a couple of weeks before, we decided, okay, we might actually have a shot at park run here. We might, you know. Oh, that was, that was the way. <laughs> Have a dig at park runs and <laughs> fit, fitness, levels, fitness levels yeah. are really high. Um, run park run fairly hard each week, 22s, you know, feeling okay about that. But looking back through my results, I'm thinking I should be able to get a 21 minute here. I should be able to do that. So grab one of the buddies from Runner's Jam, got Craig to come along and be my, uh, be my guide for the 5Ks. And he took me through that 5Ks faster than I've ever run before and I knocked a minute off my PB, which, which is amazing. I've 5K. done 250 park runs and to knock a minute off yeah. <laughs> at yeah. 249, I think it was that I did it, uh, well, 248 it might have been, was just such a huge feeling. It was like an amazing feeling and that put me in the right mind and, okay, yeah. I'm faster now yeah. than five years ago. I'm fitter now than five years ago. Let's do this marathon. Ready to go. So I think awesome. we didn't think the marathon was going to happen. Yeah, when we went every out. week when the news would come on, we'd look at each other and go, that's it. These idiots come in and giving us COVID. They're going to lock it down again. <laughs> so I think I, remember, I think I remember seeing you guys at the, um, at the hot chocolates and coffee after one of our runs, probably about the week that Matt had a really bad run. Um, I think that was about four weeks beforehand. And I remember saying, we've got river fire. It's going to be a super spreader. You know, I, I reckon that this is not going to go ahead. And then about two weeks before the event, we had some outbreak, little outbreaks here in Brisbane. The weekend before the event was the football grand final when yeah, they, everyone right. thought we were going to be locked yeah. down and everyone kept saying, oh, they'll lock us down on Tuesday. And we're like, no, 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 you can't lock us down on Tuesday. The marathon's on Sunday. And we were like, we can't do that again. And we were, I think in our mind, we got to taper and we were both pretty confident that we weren't getting a marathon again. So Matt's like, we need to give PBs at Parkrun a go. <laughs> so uh, we got to have something out yeah, of all this training. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we both got PBs. 
Well done to you too. Um, I remember walking into work on Monday morning and one of the guys who's a runner said, saw your PB. What did your coach think of that a week before a marathon? <laughs> I said, they didn't know. They didn't know about it. <laughs> didn't know about it. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> um, and then I think it was the Tuesday or Wednesday night, I think it was the Tuesday night I went to the physio and just for a final little massage and I was like, I think I actually have to run this on Sunday. <laughs> they haven't cancelled us. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're not going to lockdown. I think we actually have to run a marathon now. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty confident that at that stage that it was going to be cancelled again. We thought, oh, here we go. It's gone. So we were. I think that played into our preparation a little bit too. Let don't want to spoil the story, but, you know, the second time around, second set of training, we weren't as diligent. Yeah. We weren't, um, you know, following the plans as much. We weren't eating as well. We weren't. We didn't cut back on the chocolate and the alcohol as much as we did the first time around. It was a bit like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. And when it actually got there, we're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I think we were just, we had also both gone, well, if it does happen, it's going to be hot. It's never going to be the time we would have got in August, so... It's more about just finishing the distance and mm-hmm. trying to. Yeah. We originally we both wanted to do faster times than we had done last time, which I think if it had happened in August we would have. But you don't know. You never know what's going to happen no, on the day on Marathon know. Day. Anything exactly. could happen. Well, let's yeah. let's talk about Marathon Day. Okay, so you've done all the training. You've done. It, it's here. COVID didn't stop us, which is fantastic. Yes. Race day comes. What, I, what was the hope? What was the PB hope? Um, so I, my first marathon I did a 3.56, which I was really happy with, but um, yeah, t- typical first marathon story, fell apart in the last 10Ks. You know, so I've been pegging this as my redemption. Moment. I wanted to go back <laughs> and do a marathon properly. I wanted to run the whole way at a controlled pace and just feel like I'm finished, but feel like I've done the race mm. properly. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just be dragging myself across the finish line. So that was was the plan in August. When it fell over to October, changed the goals a little bit. I still had, no, I actually had four goals. 345 was in my mind because yeah. I thought I'd fit enough to get it. B goal was 356, beat my PB. Mm-hmm. C goal was beat four, four hours <laughs> and the D goal was just to finish. Yeah. <laughs> so realigning all those goals. There are things you can control and there's things you can't control. We knew we couldn't control the weather. If it was hot, windy, rainy, nothing we can do about that. You just have to put up with it. You can control how fit you are. You can control your mental capacity, control what you want to do. They're the things you can control. Everything else, somebody else's problem. You just got to learn how to deal with them. Mm. <laughs> so getting to that race day, we got there. Injuries were pretty good. Oh, I was pretty good, yeah. Was, yeah. Legs uh, were okay. You yeah. know, I woke up in the morning feeling pretty good. I love race day. Race day is my favourite day. <laughs> That's so Jody excited on race day. <laughs> I will wake up out of bed, be wide awake, ready to run straight away. Like, <laughs> If the race is at six o'clock, I'll be awake at three, ready to go. <laughs> just the ball of energy any day. So uh, just about how excited Matt is on race day, Bridge to Brisbane was about two, two or three weeks ago. Yep. And Matt had got up during the night because he couldn't sleep and he was waiting. I was in bed waiting for the alarm to go off and as soon as the alarm went off, he burst into the bedroom, put the light on and went, race day! <laughs> <laughs> It's my favourite thing. I love the atmosphere. I love that. I love that everybody's keyed up and ready to go. Yeah. I love the nervousness. Yeah. I love the yeah. chatter yeah. at the start. Yeah. Uh, it's just I just really, yeah. really enjoy that. So <laughs> we were we had another friend of ours, Daniel, who we've run with a lot. He's from Wagga originally as well. So um, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's how we know him. Um, so he was sharing an apartment with us, and he was doing his marathon as well. He did his first marathon the same year as me okay. um, down on the Gold Coast mm. years ago, and. Once it got to race day, we knew it was hot. So um, 
Yeah, we had our apartment was two kilometres from the start, and just in that little warm up jog, yeah. we were already sweating. Yeah. So can we knew you, it was going to be. Can you remember warm. the temperature? Because we have overseas listeners, so. Um, I think it was at, at that time of the morning. It was above twenty degrees already. Yeah, I think by the time we finished, Celsius, it was that is yeah, yeah. I, I think it was twenty six or twenty seven by the time we finished, wasn't it? It was pretty. It was oh, really yeah. warm. It was really hot and yeah. high in humidity. And, and the wind. I think people standing watching probably didn't realise the wind. But when we were up on the northern part of the course and we were running along the waterfront, um, it was really actually quite windy up there. Yeah, it, it was. was a hot day. It was really hot. Really, really humid. Hot. So you were saying as you were heading down, so has it sweat on you already? Yeah, we sort of knew at that point that it was going to be a warm day. So we came down and we met up with the crew and got our photos taken. I was very nervous. And <laughs> everyone just sort of milling around, chatting, yes. waiting to get their photo taken. I was trying to organise everybody so I could <laughs> move away from everybody and get into my zone and get, get my zone, headphones yeah. on and get my music playing and get organised. Um, very nervous, um, but it was great to have the atmosphere of the, the um, event going. Yeah, Even the day before when we picked up our bibs, yeah. just getting down into the tiny little um, event zone and taking photos of the start-finish oh, line and really enjoy that sort of stuff, which was we, really cool. Which is being there and picking up your bib was like, okay, it was worth taking the risk that this might not go yeah. ahead and postponing. Yeah. For me, that was like, okay, it's actually a, it's, it's yeah. an event. There's, you know, railings here and signs and <laughs> <laughs> we're actually uh, – Actually, going ahead. Yeah, it's yeah, a finish line and yeah, a start exactly. line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we know it was a quite warm day. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, probably warmer than we expected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think either side of it was quite cool. It was. Exactly. I think, I think the That's Friday right. and the Monday were quite cool. Well, the lovely days <laughs> yeah. in that sense. So did your race plan change at all, knowing that the conditions were yeah. ideal? So we knew it was pretty hot. So as we we're walking down to the to the um, to the start. I knew that both Matt and Daniel would go out hard and I'm like, I'm lecturing them going, if you have to change your race place plan so you don't collapse and you finish, that's better <laughs> than not finishing and you need to take the weather into consideration and if you just, if it's, you don't get your time but you finish, that's got, you've got to be happy with that. Adapt, adapt to the circumstances. Daniel and I are quite competitive when we run. He's a, he's a much better runner than I am. He's much younger than I am as well, so I'll give him that. Um, but we've been training together and he'd been training really well. He'd had a few injuries as well leading up to this. Um, we lost each other before the start because we went and took our photos and I went to the toilet. But we serendipitously, is that the right word? Um, in the um, starters block, looked over and we were standing right next to each other in yeah. the starters area, which was fantastic. So we got to take our little uh, traditional selfie of the crowd and have a bit of a smile and a bit of a chat. And then we took off and he went you know, much faster than I did. But um, it was great to see the Sunshine Coast course is a, a fantastic course for running with other people because it's cuts back on itself mm. a lot. So you get to see um, the people you're running past and past you um, quite often. So yeah. the, the blue runner's jam singlet stood out really yeah. beautifully and you got to see a lot of people you knew and wave and smile yeah. and see how you're going. Yeah. And it, was, it was fun. Excellent like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good. So, yes, the race plan did change a little bit. Um, I started out, I had a really solid plan, I thought. If the body and the fitness held up, I was going to um, – you know, run at 520s all the way and that would get me my PB. Um, I had a few bits and pieces that I was going to do, a little bit faster, a little bit slower. Mm. Um, the first 5Ks were going to be slower and then I was going to hit the next 10 um, at a nice reasonable pace and then speed up a little bit. Um, I got through the first 25Ks at my guide pace, 520. I was really happy with that. I was all smiles and went past the yeah. start-finish line, big thumbs up to everybody saying I'm on pace, I'm on pace. Um, and at that point I went, okay, I've got to go a little bit faster here to get a, see if I can go a little bit faster in the plan, what I needed to do. 
So the next K was a 508. I thought, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> Feeling great. <laughs> the next K straight after that was a 540. I thought, oh, hang on. What happened? <laughs> What's happened here? <laughs> and then a 545 and then a 550 and I just sort of started to fall off the back of the pace and I'm watching my watch and I'm watching the pace fall away and started to realise that I'm overheated. I was eating pretty well but I was so thirsty. I was stopping at every drink station to drink as much as I could. Yeah. Couldn't get enough water into me or enough hydrolyte or whatever they were using at the time. Um, getting slower and slower. I had some people running with me. Condi ran 5Ks yep. with me. With you, yeah. He dragged me along for 5Ks because yep. I was really struggling at that yeah. point. I think that was about 28 or 29. Yeah, it was around that. that sort of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another mate of mine, Justin, picked me up with about 10Ks to go and he dragged me along or tried to drag me along. <laughs> um, and the four-hour pacer went past me at about 35Ks, I think, and Justin was like, come on, we can catch up to this guy. We can keep on the back of him. And I was just, no. Had to let it it's go. fine. He can go. Yep. <laughs> I can't keep up with him. Uh, mentally, I checked out by that point. I knew I couldn't run fast enough um, or consistently enough to finish the race. Yeah. Under uh, those conditions. Under those so conditions, cool. yeah. So I ended up finishing, which was good, 4.06. I was pretty happy with the time, which is mm. only 10 minutes slower That's than great. – yeah, it's in no. isolation. It's a really great time, but it's, it's a just a time. little bit disappointing. Yeah, I hear, I hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, as Jody said, the goals were reset. We knew it was a warm day. We knew we weren't going to get what we were aiming for. So you just had to make sure you were finishing. And I'm really happy that we were both, you know, able to start the race and do what we needed to do to, you know, mm. complete the training. I guess, mm. young Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that flexibility that yeah. you both showed on the day, or the adaptability perhaps is a better word, mm. to go, you know, w you guys had trained for months upon months upon yeah, it months. Was ten months at that point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And way longer, two months longer than you thought you would have to yep. train. Yeah. So the mental fatigue, you know, that just that I want to get that goal, I want to get that goal, and then to have that taken, well, taken away by the weather really. Mm. Um, but when you've trained so long for things, it can be really hard to then be willing to give it up. Yeah. Be willing to adapt. So. Geez, I was sick of my playlist by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Those songs are gone. <laughs> um, so on race day, I think the drink stops were every two or three kilometres, I think. Yeah, two, three, 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 oh, three. Yeah. Um, And I remember um, I had one of our running buddies, Tony, join me for the last, I think, six or seven kilometres. He was like, the next drink station's coming out. I'm like, they're too far apart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, from a, oh, about halfway through, um, I was tipping water um, down my shirt. I was completely soaked. By the time we finished, they were actually hosing runners off. Yeah. So you'd get to the drink station and there'd be all the water lined up and then there'd be someone with a hose mm -hmm. and you'd just stand there and get, get hosed off. And um, even so early in the race, I remember um, – back about the 14-kilometre mark that I tipped a thing of water down my back and by the time I got to the next drink station, I was dry. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's how, how it was. That's how yeah. hot the heat yeah. was. Um, we both got really sunburnt. Um, you know, they say don't change anything on race day. I had worn all my clothes and tested everything, but I hadn't tested running um, 30 kilometres in them so soaking wet. Mm. <laughs> so, so there was some extra chafe that I had never had in um, training because clothes were wet. Yeah. <laughs> like you, not just sweat, like I was actually being hosed. Yeah, yeah. And Jody, you talked about on the way down, you were trying yeah. to teach the boys that, you know, instruct the boys, you need to change your plans. How did you change yours? Um, 
So I I did 4.32 for my first marathon and this time I wanted to do 4.30. I knew as soon as we got there on the Saturday afternoon and how hot it was and how exposed the course was mm. along mm. the waterfront, um, I knew that wasn't going to be likely. Oh, so yeah, because this is our first time doing Sunshine Coast, yeah. half awful. Yep, okay. First time okay. doing it. Yeah. 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 Just experience. So yeah. I, I said I'd love to do 4.30 but being realistic, I if I'm between 4 30 and 4.45, that's realistically where I'm going to probably end up. I went out with the pace I'd worked out that I needed for the 4.30 um, and it was at about the 26K mark that I just pulled the pace back. I just went, I'm not going to be able to maintain mm. that. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get there. So that's when I was like, that's all right, you've got your 4.45 in mind. You should be okay. I ended up with 4.52. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, my race pace was similar to my last marathon, which was go out slow for the first 5Ks, then pick up for the rest of it to be just a few seconds faster than where you want to be. So that that over the, that over the next 30 kilometres adds up to putting you on your target pace and you've had that rest at the start and haven't gone out, hopefully with the crowd, yeah. too fast. Um, that worked with worked until about the 26K and then it was, it was the heat. Yeah. I just thought I can't do this. Um, lots of drink stops. Lots of water, lots of the hydrolyte, lots of gels. Lots, oh, sorry, two gels for me. Gels don't grow with my stomach, but lots of chews. <laughs> um, I had the margarita flavored ones because they got extra salt in them. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, lots of stuff. Um, one of the big things that really saved me, um, and you know, we always say that running's about your community and it's a team, it's a team sport and team event. The runners jam tent at the side. Um, they were just near the start and finish, and the way it works, you you go past that point six times or something mm, like that. Quite often, yeah. um, I had shown one of the ladies that in the front of our backpack I had an energy bar, and there was a drink bottle in there. But the last time I had done a marathon, I had an energy bar in my pocket, and I ended up taking a little bit of it later on. Mm. So I said to her, "If I'm really struggling about thirty k's, I might ask you for that energy mm. bar." And I came past um, a bit after the halfway point. And Kirstine's hanging over the fence with my energy bar and the drink. And it was a little um, 250ml drink bottle that I'd made up with a really strong hydrolyte. Mm. And I was like, that's exactly what I need. Perfect. <laughs> so I, I was like, next lap, I want that drink because you went up and it was about 5Ks later you came past. Yeah, yeah. And I grabbed that drink and then threw out the bottle. And having that really strong hydrolyte about halfway through, I think that really, really helped yeah. me. Um, and then, like I said, Similar to Matt, I had people join me on the course. Tony and then Steph ran with me towards the end. Um, and having someone come out and do that with you um, is is pretty good. My last two Ks when Steph joined us, and I think because I could see the finish line and yeah. I'd had my last hose down. <laughs> it was actually I sped up the last two kilometres. So it is a good event in terms oh. of like for spectators because yeah. we do we get to see you guys. It's some incredible photos too. Yeah, photographers doing an awesome yeah. job there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you start the race and you're looking great, everything's fantastic, and by the end, you're just oh my god. <laughs> um, and because you were going out and back, um, we kept seeing each other, so I could see Matt, I could yeah. see um, where everyone was up to. And the way they did the event was we went out with the half marathoners, mm-hmm. so the half and the full all started together. Then the half people mainly finish. Um, We keep going and then towards the end, the 10K runners join us. 
So you start seeing the 10 and then the fives. The way it's a loop away from the start line, one way you're running about five kilometre loop and then the other way it's about 10 k's up and back. That part of the marathon, it was that third lap was very lonely out there. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been the second lap, whatever. The half was it finished and before the 10k is when you're way out by yourself, there wasn't many people out there. Um, and there were a lot of people, anyone who knows anything about the event, there was a lot of people who passed out, pulled out, didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was out there back there by myself and I witnessed two people yeah. collapse. And that, yeah. And that was when I was, yeah, about 30K mark. I was like, okay, got to slow this down. The, you, you were a long way between marshals out there and I thought if someone goes down, like there was a person who fell down and I guided him to the grass. I saw him wobble and I went up behind him and said, you know, you need to stop, mate. And he's like, no, no, I'm all right. And then I was like, how about we just go over here on the grass? And then, yeah, he he, he fell down and I um, sort of ran up and got, got a spectator and said, can you look after him? I'll tell the next marshal. But yeah. it was a long way out there when those sorts of things were happening and, um, when we finished, there was a lot of people. There was a medical tent you had to go through and sort of get checked up because of the, the heat, the, mm. the conditions out there. Yeah. So we spoke to a lot of people who didn't finish. Yeah. And that's why you, your D, your plan D. My D goal, yep. yeah. Yeah, just D to goal finish. to finish. Just to yeah, just to finish. That was a big achievement on that yeah. day, really big achievement. Yeah, we kind of undersell it a little bit because of yeah. you know, we didn't reach the, the A goals or the B goals, but, yeah. yeah, it is a massive achievement to finish a marathon any time. Yeah. Um, and the, the people that actually take six hours to do it are out there in that heat Absolutely. a lot yeah, longer the, than the, I was. The so slower yeah. you are, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the exactly. more sunburn you got. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, Matt, you cross the line at four hours. Four hours and six, six minutes. Six minutes. You come back to the tent. Yep, nearly passed out there. It was um, very emotional. I, I finished um, with my mate Justin. He carried me back to the tent almost and um, – I, ca- I can't even remember who gave me a Sprite, but whoever gave me the Sprite at the finish line there probably saved me. I was looking very pale and not very well. I think once that adrenaline starts to leak out of your system um, and the body starts to go, what have you been doing mm. for four hours? It's crazy talk. Um, dehydrated, no energy, couldn't eat, couldn't keep anything down. wasn't throwing up, but just so nauseous. Yeah. That Sprite was like amazing is the best yeah. ride I've ever had. <laughs> and um, I sat down and we waited then for the other runners to come through, which was uh, getting a bit um, nervous actually because Jody was taking longer than expected. Um, and, you know, I was sort of looking at my watch going, what's going on here? She's, um, you know, 4.45, 4.50 went past and then people were calling out that she was coming through. I was like, oh, thank, thank God. <laughs> I'm not getting out of my chair, but you guys just wait. <laughs> Stay right here. That's right. Uh, somebody did drag me out of the chair and I got away and, Run the last K with your wife. No, she's fine. She's, <laughs> she's okay. okay. <laughs> I don't think I could have run anywhere. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was- It was emotional. Oh, yeah, it, it always was is. It always yeah. is. I get emotional just thinking emotional about now, it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I saw you when you came in and, yeah. and it was just, you could sense the emotion of, of that achievement. That you yeah. Did yeah. That I love it. Like I said, I love the event. I love mm. everything about it and finishing and seeing everybody that finishes is just incredible. We were walking back to our hotel afterwards, must have been at six and a half, seven hours, and there were people still finishing. And it was just yeah. amazing to watch Hats them. Just, off to them. Yeah. just left yeah. foot, right foot. That's all they were doing, but they were yeah. going to get there. It was yeah. just incredible to watch. I love yeah. it. I think it's so yeah. cool. It what is. about you, Jody? You, you come in at what? 452. Uh, 452. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was a bit disappointed with that. I think I knew that the 430 was gone, mm. and then I was doing the maths in my head. As I was running along, so 
Matt makes a big joke that I've done two marathons and I haven't hit the wall at 37Ks. I'm doing maths in my head to work. <laughs> she, the first marathon, she, I ran the last 5Ks with her because um, I'd only done the half that day. And she said, oh, I hit the wall about 40Ks. I went, there's no way you hit the wall at 40Ks. You don't know what the wall is yet. <laughs> and then you look at my Strava and I'd slow down by 20 seconds for one kilometre as I walk through the drink station. There's, yeah, that's not a wall, wall. Jodie. It's <laughs> not the wall. She has no idea what's coming yet. <laughs> Joe's one of these people that unfortunately has boundless energy. She seems to find it. Um, a couple yeah. of years ago, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and there were four of us doing that. And the th three of us um, were quite sick and not well. And Jodie was just out Powering for a Sunday up. stroll up the top of the mountain. You know, she just powers along, going on, guys? <laughs> yeah. And you'll see that in a running too. It's just she yeah. gets that pace and just 42 yeah. k's at that pace, whatever she needs. And just hold it. Yeah. I thought you ran an impressive marathon. You know, in those conditions. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was about the, yeah, 37, 38. I knew oh, the 445 has gone. I was like, mm. and I really slowed down um, towards the end. It was good that Tony was with me. Mm. So um, those of us that were a little bit slower, we actually got detoured to a different course oh, on wow. the last loop. So oh. um, I ran the last bit a bit different to Matt because I wanted to reopen one of the main roads. So they actually detoured us down this side street, but it was a side street along the river. So it was even windier, <laughs> this little narrow little street, sort of a footpath along, right along the water. So I did that and it was around there. And I think that was about the 37K mark, the turnaround, because there was a lady in front of us who was really struggling. And we said to her, only 5Ks to go. And she's like, 5Ks, I can do that. It's a park run. Come on, let's go. <laughs> um, so, I, so that was sort of when I went, okay, I've just slowed down even too much. And it was so, so windy out there that I knew that the 4.45 was gone, but I was just like, well, I'm going to finish. I'm just going to finish. So just keep going. It is fascinating how distance can be measured in number of park runs now, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, you can do a 10K, that's just two park that's runs. Exactly. You can do a half, that's four yeah. and a bit. You four, eight yeah. and a bit, you know. And 3K left, oh, that's just out to the yeah. 1K mark and back, back. and back. <laughs> Very simple maths there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we completed the um, – Sunshine Coast Marathon. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Big achievement. Big achievement. How was the recovery? Uh, recovery was tough. Um, I think we went out to dinner that night. Uh, just That's right, a, we did. Have we did. a celebration. Yes. Yeah, we, we, there was yeah. about uh, 12 or 14 of us from Runners Jam. We all went and had dinner together. Yeah. Which was lovely. We wore nice. our medals. So we you did. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and even getting out of the chair was difficult at that point. So that was only, what, 12 hours after the event and I could yeah. already feel my legs were just... Yeah, you were oh. walking very... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cowboyish. Cowboyish. Yeah. <laughs> not having a good time. Um, so recovery was tough. We took a week off work yeah. um, and drove up the coast on a little bit of a, um, a holiday, which was a great idea. Yeah, a week on the beach after doing that was great recovery. So yeah. we stopped at a few different places along, along the way. Mm. So, so the Monday after the marathon, we walked down to the beach and stood in the ocean Beautiful. for about half an hour. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. We met a lot of people that had actually done the races that day. And yeah, on the Monday. A, a, few, a fair few of them had, had, had pulled out. Pulled out. We were oh, talking to yeah. people out at breakfast and stuff on the Monday and they were like, oh, did you finish? We, we didn't finish. Got we to 25, out. decided it was too hot yeah. and stopped. Yeah. So Understandable. That's yeah. sensible people yeah. were pulling out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were either sensible and pulling out or you were falling over or running a marathon. So yeah. 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 the only sensible people were the ones that didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have this feeling um, like when it was over that oh, all that training is over now, like I don't have to keep going? There is a massive sense of relief when you wake up on the Sunday mornings, yeah. um, just knowing that you don't have to spend three or four hours running. Yeah. Um, we both enjoy our running, which is amazing and great, but the, the next couple of weeks when we didn't have to get out of bed that early, 
it was, for me, tough. I would be awake, ready to go, knowing that my body couldn't run. Um, I was pretty broken, <laughs> tried to run on the beach a couple of times and just wasn't happening. So, um, But, yeah, the relief of not having to do it anymore and the, the gratitude you feel for actually getting there. Mm-hmm. A couple of times we stopped and we were having a glass of wine and we'd look at each other and went, we just ran a marathon, you know. Yeah, pretty <laughs> amazing. It's a cool thing. It's a very cool yeah, thing. <laughs> that's right. And I think, too, with the, you, you know, that we don't have to get up is one thing. But also, like, what, what's your preferred distance to just, if you could just go out for a run, would you go and run 35K or would you go and run 15, 20K? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what's yeah. that comfortable, happy place of, yeah. oh, if I wasn't preparing for a race, I'd just run this distance all the time. Probably so, if 12 to 15. I look back over my Strava last night of sort of everything I've done in the last 12 to 18 months to sort of see when I really kicked it up the training. Um, and even last summer we were maintaining 15, 16, occasional 12. Yeah, like, comfortably. Yeah, 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 yeah that, I think that's the key. Last This time last year we were doing 16Ks pretty regularly mm. just to get to that half marathon very quickly. Mm. Yeah. So we didn't want to be at 10Ks and have to yeah. train to the half. We exactly. wanted to be able to just get to a half. Mm. And once we knew we were at the half, the full is obviously the logical next step, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. so that, that 16Ks is the comfortable. Yeah, probably I find. 15 is a, yep. yeah, around that. Yeah, well, she does 15, I have to do 16. Of course. <laughs> of course. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> and just, uh, what, a few weeks later or we've had the bridge to Brisbane? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, um, got the legs ready, decided to have a go. So, I talked to the physio and he was looking at my legs at that point. Well, actually my ankle at that point and he was saying, I don't know about this. Do you have anything else to do? <laughs> Any other events? I said, no, Bridge to Brisbane is my last one. He goes, okay, 10Ks, can you do 10? I went, um, well, I ran eight on a Tuesday morning. That's right. And I'd yeah. seen John on the Thursday mm. and I was still hobbling on the Thursday and the race was on the Sunday. And he said, okay, if you can get through Bridge to Brisbane, I want you to promise me you'll stop. And so I went, <laughs> okay, that's a deal. <laughs> so it's my no run November at the moment. I'm halfway through no run November. I've got two weeks to go. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see if I can run again. But, yeah, at the moment I've got a, a tendon um, flared up in the bottom of the ankle, which is quite painful. Mm-hmm. Um, physio is not very sympathetic to me because I <laughs> ran a marathon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's a, it's a um, load injury, he reckons, so taking the load off should hopefully help. Okay. But British Rhythm was great. Mm, um, it was. Doing the old course, um, which is a much better course, I find, than the, the city course. I like the um, over the bridge and uh, into the um, RNA showgrounds. That's yeah. right, yeah. Flat and fast, which is good fun. It was a great event. Yeah, Yeah. really good fun. Great music all along the... How good was the opera singer underneath? Oh, oh, that was amazing. That was great. Really good. How'd you go with the charity, with the bridge to Brisbane? Yeah, I was good. Um, So no no injuries for you, right? Yeah, no, I did actually. um, I had hurt my tendon um, back in about July Mm. and I sort of nursed it through and had recovered it pretty well. Yeah. by cutting in the lead up to the marathon, I cut the speed work back a little bit, was doing a little bit less effort and cut the hills out and that seemed to manage it and a lot of strength work. Mm. Um, after the marathon, we had the week off when we went away and went to the to the beach for a week and That's we did right. park run mm. and we did another run, which I think it was about seven or eight Ks, but we didn't push ourselves. We had a nice rest. Um, then I came back and I did 17 Ks when we did the relay, which was a little bit hilarious. Oh, that's yeah, really that was another really, that was another really, day, really hot day. Um, then the weekend after that, I did a 14 K, um, um, nav, 
navigation, oh, that's right. um, scavenger yes. hunt yep. type event, yep. and 14 k's of hills quite hurt my tendon. So I actually mm. thought I might be out from Bridge to Brisbane. I came to training the Tuesday before Bridge to Brisbane and had to stop after a k and a half because it was really painful. Um, but I rested it until Sunday and I read in Bridge to Brisbane and I've pretty much had no pain since. So that's, <laughs> that's good. good news. Um, I think it was good. And then, yeah, so – and then I went out this weekend and did 14 again. So yeah. I'm missing the long runs. I, I'm not missing the four-hour 35K runs, mm. but I'm missing the routine the Sunday yeah. morning runs. Yeah. yeah. And the hot chocolate afterwards. Yeah, the hot chocolate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the important bit. Okay. So what's the future plans? Oh, no – plans yet no we've, no events for next year that you're thinking of doing committed to do the pentath running work okay yes um, so that's Warwick, yes. now six months away mm-hmm. um so we'll start to look at what needs to happen for that yep, yep. um and then we've got our gold coast which rolled over from last year so we'll be doing that mm-hmm. uh, just the half just the half just the <laughs> half <laughs> and then yeah we might look to go back to sunshine coast and do the half up there too i quite enjoyed the event I'd like to go back to Sunshine Coast and really support the people that next year do the marathon because having that support there yeah, it was, huge. Was, yeah. was a big yeah. help. So yeah. I'd like to, uh, to do that for the community next year. Yeah, yeah. and hopefully it'll be in August. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, when it's a lot cooler. That's something I'm actually sure will be. the support that everybody gives you is just incredible when you're training for a marathon. Like even people, you know, you go to work the next day after you've done your long run and you're I went moaning and groaning and I've got two people that sit next to me, Andrew and Lindsay, who always make fun of me. Um, getting up out of my chair and just be so <laughs> sore. But the support that people like that, even at work, give you to make sure that you can get there, it's just it. It's hard to um, to mention how much it means yeah. to you. Um, even every Tuesday, you go along to a training session, and people would ask how your Sunday run was. What's your next one? Can I come along? You know, oh, I'm running at that point. Um, I can help you out for five k's or ten k's. And and we had so many people offer to help us run at the event. Mm. Um, even when August was coming, everyone was like, okay, well, I'm going to run the half with you and I'm going to run this with you. And when we got to October, those people came out of the woodwork. It was just the support that the community gives you mm. is needed for you to get through yeah. a marathon. I don't think you can do it alone. No, it would no. be so hard, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just hard, yeah. Takes a community, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. what we say. Running is a, is a team sport. And we're it's so lucky team. to have uh, found this community yeah. where there's, as you said at the start, there's people of all different abilities and um, you know, different goals and what they want to achieve, and, but there's somebody there who will always help you out. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a special place. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's worth, as, as we said, it's worth us getting up at 4 a.m. and <laughs> yeah. spending oh. nearly two hours in a car on Tuesday by <laughs> the time I well, come down here doing. and then go we to are. work. We're glad you do, Jody. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Well, it's been great, hasn't it? Really good. It's been great having Jody and, and Matthew with us here um, on this episode of the Runners Gym podcast. We call them our power couple. <laughs> Thank and, you, Matthew. And, and, yeah. and they power on all the way through. Yeah, and we'll get these guys back to talk about park run too. Yeah, yeah we'd love most to. definitely. Yeah. That's another great story to tell as well. So, guys, um, thanks for coming, um, and thank you everyone for listening. Um, to our stories today. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, the links will be in the description. We're also on Instagram as well. You can check us out on the website, www.runnersjam.com.au. Anything you want to finally say, Matthew? Are you going to say something? I was going to say, do you want to try that website again? Yeah, I think I said double dot. It's www.runnersjam.com.au. Thank you. You can find it in the description anyway. So just look in the description and hook us up there. Cool. Any last words?
No, yeah. I, don't, I think so. I think thank you very much for having us along. It's been really interesting, um, even just the last couple of weeks when we've known we were coming here to to backtrack along our story yeah, yeah. and reminiscing, get all the facts yeah. out. I had all my spreadsheets ready to go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I sat down last night and went back through and tried to work out yeah, exactly when we started training, when all the lockdowns were called, and so we sort of knew yeah. how much notice we had with all the cancellations and stuff because it's happened so much in the last two years. Yeah, I don't remember all the details. Hopefully, that's the end of it. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And we might see you all soon then. Okay. Thanks very much. See you Thanks, later. guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.